When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hello. 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 I want to see if, like, I want to, my favorite thing in, like, cartoons and uh, movies is when you hear yeah. a hello from very far away. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello. It's just, it's nice. No. They it's mean, pleasant. They mean you well, but you're never going to really know who that person is. They yeah. just said, hello. Yeah. Good morning and hello. <laughs> this is Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast you can put your, your ears in. in to... And welcome, DJ and Sam are here, and yes. we're talking about all sorts of nerdy things and answering your questions to the best of our ability. DJ's better at answering them than I am, but I don't I'm going to take a swing. Depends on the question. Swing and a miss. That's my motto. <laughs> or just, but at least you're swinging. Yeah, we're swingers. Put that on a t-shirt. Uh, DJ, how yes. you doing? Uh, you know what, man? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to talk about Luke Cage Season 2. As am I. It was amazing. Yes. Sorry, already jumping ahead. Yeah. Don't worry, we're going to do spoiler-free, spoiler-filled. But first, only stupid answers. There's a few things that you need to know. You can find all the info about this podcast, where to listen, all of our social media platforms, and whatnot at OnlyStupidAnswers.com. DJ worked his little tail off putting <gasps> all that together. You can find everything. We're on Twitter, at OnlyStupidAnswers. You got the vowels from stupid. We're on Reddit, Facebook, Instagram. You can find us all there. Also, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Play Music. We're also on Overcast and Stitcher. There's a Just bunch all of places. The, all the places. And again, you can find all of that and more at OnlyStupidAnswers.com. there's a really important feature of Apple Apple Podcast, which we do know is the majority, of the place where a majority of you listen to this uh, this show. There's a little feature. If you mosey on down to the store, there's a place where you can do five stars. And we have all used an app that's like, do you like this experience? Do you want to leave a review? And you say, no, thank you. <laughs> but if you say yesums to us, yes. it actually helps us move up in the charts to get more people seeing us and mm-hmm. listening to us. Also, if you just tell your friends about us, we really appreciate it. But yeah. to incentivize you going and writing a review, and if you've already done one, you can go write another one. If you want to do a five-star review, we'll read it on the show, and we have one locked and loaded. DJ... Yes! We have Amazing by Andy Shandy York. I'm a new listener to the podcast, but been a fan of both Sam and DJ for a long time. This has become one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Thank you both so much. No, thank you for writing that review. No, thank you, Shandy. Hey, before we get too much further, I brought a friend today. May I introduce him? Yes, please. It's not a special guest. They're gonna. This is a very quick friend. They just want to pop in, say hello. They're a fan of the show, and they're a fan of you, and we think you're going to be a fan of them. Yes, that's Dollar Shave Club, because if you guys, if you have a shower or brush your teeth or you try to make your hair look presentable, well, I've got good news for you. If you've ever done any of those things, Dollar Shave Club has a lot of stuff that could help you out. And I've actually used a lot of them. DJ, I know you've dabbled. Yes. But I've actually kind of changed my bathroom routine to fit more of Dollar Shave Club's brand because they got good stuff, boys and girls. They have everything you need to get ready in the bathroom. And specifically, I'm a fan of their shampoos and body washes. They have like amber and and sage and black pepper. And when you smell it, you're like, oh, is this what men smell like? It smells like you smell it and you're like, ah. This man built his own home. That's what I smell. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is what it smells like. And then I went and smelled my old 
shampoo, which was just it was the cheap brand you can get that like was like you can they all are the same scent, but when you smell it, you're like it's not scents. It's more just gets the dirt out. But now you're actually gonna smell good. Nice. I like that you're just going around smelling your shampoos. Do you not do that when you buy shampoo? No. I'm baffled. All right. Well, if you want, if you want to test this out, Dollar Shave Club has amazing deals for you. Dollar Shave Club, you've heard that name before. It is the Dollar Shave Club. Delivers everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. You name it. They got shampoo, conditioner, body wash, toothpaste, hair gel, even a wipe that'll leave your tush feeling tingly clean. Big fan of that. Yes, and uh, like I said before, the Amber and Lavender Calming Body Cleanser. Ooh, lavender is one of my favorite. One of my favorite scents, and you'll never smell anything like it ever. It's a new scent for you. Good luck finding a product that great in the stores. I freaking dare ya. I flippin' dare ya. Any of Dollar Shave Club's products are made with top shelf ingredients that don't break your budget. You'll feel the difference. Plus, shipping is included with your membership. And oh boy, do we have a deal for you today. DJ, what do we got? Here's a great way to try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club's products. For just five bucks, you can get their daily essential starter kit. It comes with body cleanser, one wipe Charlie's, their amazing butt wipes we were just talking about those their world famous shave butter and their best razor the six blade executive keep the blades coming for a few more bucks a month and add in shampoo toothpaste or anything else you need for the bathroom check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash stupid that's dollarshaveclub.com slash stupid thank you dollar shave club now back to the show yes now to open up episodes we like yes. to loosen up Get loosey-goosey by talking about the things they were into this week. That could be a new TV show, new uh, movie, maybe a new book. Yes. Podcast. All right. What are we into this week? DJ. Oh, damn it. You threw it to me. I don't know, man. I can do it. Yeah, you start us off. I'm taking a swing at Preacher. I'm actually going to try reading it and watching the show. Because the first episode didn't quite grab me, but I like the cast and the people who are making the show, who are developing yeah. it. Also, friend Malcolm Barrett's on the show. so And yeah. he's not in the first season. He's in the second season. season. Second season. I think third season, possibly. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and take a swing at that, and I'm excited to see what they, uh, what, what kind of stories I'm going to get into. I don't know much about it. Also, want to recommend two comics that are pretty fun. Both are from Marvel. Uh, the Century, which I read, which is a limited series, so you guys can just hop in and cool. read that. It's like one of Marvel's versions of Superman. Um, he's super powerful, power of a thousand suns or whatever yeah. thing. His story in this is like a horror story and i'm very excited um and it's also kind of sad it's like shocking it, yeah, written by jeff lemire yeah the century written by jeff lemire sad shocking it's very well written though and it's very creative and it bums me out that the terrifics is very pretty but it doesn't this is written a lot better mm. um and same writer that's why the, that's what the comparison is yes and also michael rosenberg i think it's mike rosenberg uh he was writing multiple man and it's his first solo miniseries and the premise is that uh, a couple I don't know what the time frame is in Marvel Comics, but a little while back, there was like a poison that was killing the mutants on Earth, Mm -hmm. and they got rid of it. But during that, a lot of mutants died that were popular because you had to have stakes, and so Multiple Man died during that. But one of his... uh, Multiple Man is a mutant that can multiply himself and then reabsorb himself. One of his duplicates got away and locked himself away, and he did not die uh, because he was running experiments on himself to try to make himself last longer. So it's not the prime... uh, I don't know what his name is. It's uh, blanking on Jamie multiple. Madrox. Yes. Yeah. It's not the prime Jamie. Uh, it's one of the duplicates, but it, it's very funny. Yeah. And there's a f- really cool tease at the end of the issue where you see a bunch of what look off, look, look like uh, combination or knockoff versions of popular characters, but you're like, 
they look kind of weird. Mm-hmm. They look a little weird, and there's a reason why they do. And nice. so it's it's interesting to see where they're going to go. You already get time travel uh, shenanigans immediately. Uh, nice. It's a good read. Yeah, uh, uh, Multiple Man kind of was rose in popularity thanks to Peter David, I believe, was the writer. Uh, and he was the leader of X Factor for a long stint, a very popular run. Um, so it's cool that uh, they're bringing Multiple Man back. Yeah, he's really cool. And... The Flash right now is actually Joshua Williamson's having a lot of fun with that. Wally what versus is, Barry. What, what, I was wondering about that. What's going on over there? Actually, if you were a fan of the Wally West run that Jeff Johns did, that art, they yeah. brought that artist back, and they, there's a lot of callbacks to that specific run for Wally, which Very was really cool. cool. And it was just cool to see that artist do that art again. The premise is that Wally's been having like these kind of like tremors where he's remembering stuff that doesn't exist anymore. Like mm. That's why that artist did a uh, reimagined Cyborg as like what he used to look like with the gold body and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. So like deep cuts, but basically he's remembering the world the way it's not. And like gotcha. how there's no Flash Museum and like he tried to run there and he thought he was seeing it and it wasn't actually there. Mm. So he's kind of having a psychotic break and um, due to things that were set up earlier, they get pulled to the future where Hunter Zolomon pre-Flashpoint has been hiding. He's been staying there and he saw what happened and how it changed. Interesting. And he's like, you know you had kids, right? And Wally didn't remember that he had Jay and Irie. And no. uh, he starts to remember them and he's it's he wants to basically... Uh, Hunter's like, I want you to be happy like mm-hmm. he's like i've been here long enough that i could i feel better about myself of course that's not yeah. true there's some nefarious reason why he's doing <laughs> this but like basically he's like if you do this thing you could get your kids back mm. and I, that's a great reason to basically wally's version of flashpoint and yeah. uh and no one remembered that those kids existed uh yeah. barry didn't even know this and so basically it's barry trying to stop wally from doing a flashpoint and uh Wally's just pissed off. He's like, it's my kids. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? What would you expect me to do? Yeah. Like, I, they, and he's led to believe that they're stuck in the Speed Force with a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why you get, like, the implication that, like, Max Mercury's there, Jake Eric's there, which we know he is. We saw yeah. him earlier. And Impulse. So, mm-hmm. like, the the real one. And so, uh, it's them. You have this great, in the newest issue, you have them racing each other, like, nice. around the world. And it's, like, really not good. It's yeah. really not good to have them speeding up and speeding up. And you see Superman try to catch them. That's a that's the way they interpret that in Howard Porter's art. It's beautiful. But they Super cool. Nah, enough about me. Rambling on. What do you got? So, I saw a movie last night. Last night? Yeah, last night I saw a movie called The Seven Stages to Achieve Eternal Bliss by Passing Through the Gateway Chosen by the Holy Storch, which is not a name I enjoy, if I'm being honest with you. Mm. Uh, but uh, Dan... It doesn't, doesn't have a great score on the thing. Like yeah, it? it's a, it's a, I went to a screening. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm buddies with a, somebody that worked on it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, sorry. Uh, no, it's all good. Uh, and it's got a really good cast of people. Uh, Dan Harmon plays a detective detective in it um taika watiti plays a cult leader mm. um kate Macucci's in it Who's uh that? uh she's a comedian uh uh, uh ria seahorn from um better call saul a uh, bunch of uh who's the hold on one second there's a guy that i sam huntington 
Uh, oh, I yeah. love him from yeah. being human yeah. and also Jungle Bell Jungle. <laughs> yeah. If you remember that from the 90s with Tim <laughs> Allen. Uh, who, was he the boy in Jungle Bell Jungle? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because he was on being human and I had to go. You always do the digging to figure yeah. out where they, why you recognize him. Kid from Jungle Bell Jungle. There you go. Well, he's really good in it. It's got a great cast. Um, Maria Bamford's in it. A lot of people having fun. Uh, I don't know when you'll get a chance to see it. It mm. doesn't have uh, release plans yet um but basically the premise is uh, a couple young couple moves into an apartment in la somebody breaks into their apartment to commit suicide in their bathtub you find out that uh basically taika watiti this cult leader killed himself in that apartment in that bathtub so his followers to like achieve eternal whatever go to the the bathtub to also commit suicide and shenanigans ensue uh yeah and it's, it was a fun time oh good yeah all right that's good and maybe to keep a peeper on one of the streaming services yeah so and it's, it's doing festivals right now I, I think it um uh i was gonna say one of them and then i completely forgot the name of the festival nice uh not tell you right uh, uh uh tiff uh maybe I don't know. One of the bigger ones. I have, I have no just, idea. And I'm just having a brain fart, so that's on me. Also, please go to chaostheorycomic.com. Ding, ding. Because there's only two weeks left uh, for the Indiegogo campaign. Um, and as of this recording, we are almost 80% uh, funded. We are almost there. If you've been waiting, if you've been like, oh, we'll see how it goes, now is the time to go contribute to make this happen. Um, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing comic. Uh, so many talented people have been working on it with me uh it's full of it's just fun action adventure with characters that have heart that that are relatable uh that also have flaming chainsaws and there's also zombies and dinosaurs and aliens there's there's literally everything you could possibly want in a comic book ever uh launching a new uh perk this week called in honor of luke cage the uh sweet christmas Mm. card because you're going to be getting this comic around christmas time and so uh some of my lovely friends including sam bashor hello uh roxy stryer and more are going to be uh they'll write you a little christmas card and you'll get that with the rest of your package along with the rest of the perks so that's fun Merry Christmas. yeah so i'm I, that's a really fun one uh and everybody that's contributed so far has been you're, you're the best uh they're really excited about it so let's make this happen yes i do want to read from the reddit thank you to noah fuerte for putting together this thread much appreciated uh bren uh actually i'll read uh k shallon really 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 loving the newest season of queer eye it's literally one of the most uplifting and heartwarming shows to exist right now rupaul's drag race has been solid this season maggie shout out and westworld's ended pretty interestingly I'm excited to see where they go next. These aren't exactly comic book related, but I geek out about them just the same. I did pull up Queer Eye. I'm going to watch season one uh, later this week. I, I do want something uplifting. I just made my way through Archer. Didn't talk about that. I watched like the first two seasons like years ago, yeah, and it just didn't grab me totally. I did enjoy some of the aspects, but also a lot of stuff I just didn't like because it treads the same jokes pretty often mm-hmm. but then when it kind of like finds its groove it really it does build up some characters it does actually have human moments but also they are still bad people yeah and so and, and also I, I like the voice acting talent on the show is very good yes it's got uh, a great cast aisha tyler is hilarious so uh and h john benjamin mm-hmm. there is an amazing episode where it's bob's burgers which is great nice. because he h john benjamin voices bob and archer but it's archer with a mustache now yeah and it's archer versions of those three kids and the 
mom from Bob's Burgers. That's great. He's going like undercover or something, right? He lost his memory, nice. and he and he married this woman and adopted his their her three kids. Nice. So and it's it's super funny. There's a super violent thing that happens in there. Um, but anyways, that's good. And uh, I did want to give a shout out to Queer Eye. Also, did see something I wanted to mention. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, uh, Bren Farrell says I've been making my way through Luke Cage season two, and I'm fifty fifty on it so far. I've also been really digging all the new DC stuff they've been posting. Uh, doing post no justice with the titans and justice league reboots and all the bat wedding stuff there is a lot happening at dc right now so yeah. if you're still like comics what do i do just pick it up yeah see number one pick that up yeah. and, and trust me they do the legwork to explain what's happening or at least they try and they, you'll get there there's yeah. there's resources you can figure it out but there's there's really no way in the superhero dense superhero market you just got to dive in head first and figure it out as you go there's not like a clean like you just got to do it you just got to do it you got to do it well marvel does a good job with it, the little explainers right before you start reading a story they do their best yeah it's not great but although, they do although their continuity right now is a Ooh, big old crap. mess yeah, yeah it's a big old mess so it's i think i feel like DC, dc's level of entry is a little bit easier at the moment a little bit um but but either way you just kind of got to pick a number one dive in there's collections if they, and again like runs we've suggested like mark wade's daredevil stuff like that mm-hmm. you know good stuff yeah. uh also that was a pretty good segue into our topic spoiler free hold on to your butts because we got a lot of thoughts about luke cage season two subtitled the cagiest i don't know i, I don't did know oh i did want to read luke uh, cage the cagiest uh Shout out to Bushmaster. I love the villain this season. I do want to share my thoughts, but I did have a meme. Don't you worry, kids. I had a meme. I, I did have a, a visual meme I wanted to share on this audio podcast. Pretty good. So there's a picture of Bushmaster, yes. uh, Mustafa Shakir. It says, one of my new favorite MCU villains. Well-written and excellent performance by Mustafa Shakir. And there were two comments underneath it on Reddit. And it said, it, it, as soon as you see it, you can hear the Jamaican accent in your head. Yeah. Look at that specifically, Mariah Stokes. Yeah. You can hear the Jamaican in that uh, in that uh, text, which was really funny. Any Hoosels, yes. this season was incredible. It was very good, and uh, Incredible is a great movie. But also back to this, yes. I uh, I was very impressed to see what Chio Hidari Cocker would do with season two, and he improved basically across the board for the most part on every criticism you had for season one. Yeah, if the pace of season one was a little too slow for you calm down uh it's uh, the the show is slower the show takes its time it, it's uh, he described his show as jazz and i feel like that's a good way of describing it because it does it takes its time it explores every avenue that, of storytelling that it, i that they want to do like if yeah. they if they bring something up they're going to take the time to really uh flesh that out and basically everything they introduce is interesting all the characters the seasons that are new or returning they get their time to shine and we get to learn about them more yeah. and he takes Luke in a really interesting uh, direction. This, for me, uh, I feel like we've talked... We did a test of something where we talked about this, yep. and we were on New Rocks. So I was talking about this. Yep. So third time around, I will say again that this is one of the strongest Marvel Netflix seasons uh, out there, and I think Luke Cage is, might be their strongest show. It does dip a little bit in season one, but if you're hesitant, like I said, it does improve upon. Yeah, I think it's interesting because a lot of the shows I um I saw a thing early on that like this is the one Marvel Netflix show that improves upon its first season. And I think because there's a lot of like I would say like the Daredevil two seasons are equal but different. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a lot of ways. You can tell um, when somebody else is picking up the reins. Yeah. And then um 
Jessica Jones season two is good, but season one was like great. So mm. it's it was a downgrade from season one. You know what I mean? And I think those are the three shows that have gotten season two so far, right? Mm-hmm. We've got more coming in down the pipe. So many more. They're all our lives will be entirely filled with these Marvel Netflix shows. But this this takes everything about an already solid first season and uh, improves on it and makes it and makes it better and i think it's it's uh, better paced i think it's it's probably maybe one of the best paced of these marvel netflix shows because each each episode kind of has its own has its own ecosystem has its own it doesn't there were a couple episodes near the back half that kind of felt like they they were spinning their wheels just a little bit um but compared to other netflix shows where it's like there's a big chunk in the middle that feels that way like i think it's it's really solidly paced i think it's some of the best acted tv like the, there's a couple scenes where i i hope those actors are submitting that for emmy nominations uh specifically alfred woodard but there's a great scene with mike coulter and rosario dawson um uh there's a great scene with theo rossi and the actor that plays comanche um that just really uh, uh, Mustafa Shakir, you know what I mean? And, and it's great. I, I think we talked about this before. I think it's great that we live in this time. And I think this is the benefit of superhero TV that you can get somebody, you can get a character like Bushmaster played by Mustafa Shakir, where he's given a great character actor performance, but also just doing these vicious, badass, incredible fight scenes. Ooh. Yeah. Just like really like, like you, you don't, you don't typically get the great character actor performance and the great, action performance in one role mm-hmm. and we're able to get that now because you know they're, they're these these are superhero shows but they're they're vying for that that credibility uh that comes with prestige tv you know what i mean and i think this is a good example of uh, i think they achieve it uh, for yeah. me the back half was just as solid i think i think for me uh, uh if you haven't watched the show yet and you're just listening to spoiler free reviews of it episode one and two are a little slow. I think episode one's really a good like bottle yeah. episode where you get a lot of action and you get a good setup for what the season's going to be. Yeah. But it also gives you a, a taste of how the show likes to take its time telling stories. Like we've said, like these Marvel Netflix shows or even Netflix shows in general, you're like, why is everyone talking so goddamn slow? Yeah. Or it feels like they're saying the same thing over and over again. It's like that's not what this show is doing. It's, taking, yeah. it's just more giving you the chance to kind of figure stuff out on your own before like diving in and exploring it more uh I, but for me the show the season really kicks up or kicks in uh, uh episode three yeah that's when like crazy action happens and uh, a lot of great character moments between uh luke and claire which are heartbreaking you get a lot of really heartfelt scenes where the actors are really pouring their heart out but in a way that's like kind of reserved like i've listening to some podcast where people are talking about actors and like the best kind of acting when you cry is not someone trying to cry it's someone trying to stop themselves from crying and mm-hmm. when you see like how hard someone's fighting of like not wanting to show that weakness that's when you can see it's like wow they're really yeah. they're really nailing it uh and like you said alfrey woodard better be getting at least some nod of yeah. some kind like i mean come on she episode nine she has one of the most powerful scenes of all the marvel netflix shows i feel like there's not another 
I can't really picture another scene specifically. Like, there's good stories that happen, like, in Jessica Jones season one, or Punisher dealing with the trauma and PTSD of being a veteran, mm. and specifically what he goes through. But that scene is something that you can point to and be like, that is good TV. Yeah. That is really good storytelling. The music, of course, because of Chio's, like, connections to the hip-hop world. Yeah, it, he was a music journalist prior to all this. And he directed Notorious, yeah. uh, which is about Biggie, and Biggie's a big influence in this season. It's it's amazing. Also, because Bushmaster, it's worth mentioning, Bushmaster is a Jamaican character in this show, yeah. and instead of just having him be, like, this stereotype, they actually dive into Jamaican culture, and, like, you get to see... Just a rich side of uh, New York, which is really cool, and uh, diving more into the history of the Stokes, uh, and you get the you get some nods to Cornell and building out Mariah's character. It's incredible, and the action guys, don't worry, it's it's still awesome. It's yeah, really I, cool to see how they uh, interpret specifically what Luke can do. Yeah, I thought the action was pretty cool in season one, but it all takes a big step up this season because mm-hmm. not just in in how it's choreographed, but the diversity of action scenes. You know what I mean? Like Bushmaster adds a completely different energy than we're used to seeing because even when um, uh, Diamondback showed up with a super suitor at the end of season one, they were him and Luke basically fought the same way. Yeah. Like it was two bulldozers running into each other you know Which what i mean cool yeah, yeah and it was cool but but bushmaster has a completely different energy like to to the point where i'm not actually convinced that he's necessarily stronger than luke he's just a significantly better fighter you know what i mean like he's just way better at he's or he's it's it's like fighting a spider like the, he's mm. just jumping around all over the place and like and, and anyway and, and just and other characters I don't think it's a spoiler to say Iron Fist shows up no, for an episode near the end. He's advertising this yeah, season. And yeah, and so that adds a different energy. It, it's just they, they find new and interesting avenues, which, which you saw a little bit of that in um, Luke Cage season one because it was the first time we got like a car chase mm. in any of those shows. And so they 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 diversified the type of action you were getting. And that, that, that through line kind of continues this year and makes it very interesting um, and engaging. And, and yeah. I, I I think this season delivered on everything I was hoping for. You know, I wanted to see more of Mariah and Shades and their development, and I got that. And you did, and actually, <laughs> I got what was that. cool is that you didn't see necessarily where that was going to nope. go. Not, Not even a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And good for Marvel for, like, they hand over some characters that no one's going to know about, honestly. Like, tr- like, truly. Like, Bushmaster is a character. But no, there, and there's a couple different versions of him. But it's like, you know what? Let's let's let Chio come up with something new. Him yeah. and the writers sit down and like really try to like reinvent who this character is and what he could mean to all the other characters he've already introduced. And yeah. it's, it it's inspiring to see how they can take something that already exists but really tweak it and make it his own. And it's like it's his own little corner of Marvel, which yeah. is really like it it really says something like it does feel like these are distinct like neighborhoods but this doesn't feel like a neighborhood it feels like a world and in a community which is really important like we were talking on new rockstars that hell's kitchen is a really it's really small it's it's only a couple blocks but harlem is a very important part of new york's history and america it's uh, and that that they give that kind of care to the show to build that out it's 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 inspiring yeah and the actors like we said are incredible the music you're not going to be disappointed. Actually, I feel like the music plays even bigger, an even bigger role this season as yeah. well. I will say one spoiler. 
didn't see Method Man this season. He was in season one. Uh, no spoiler. It's a, not really a spoiler, but no. I was Although, bummed. if you are looking forward to other rappers making Luke Cage-specific songs, that does happen. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he did do an NPR, the small little corner sessions. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen NPR does, like, like desk performances where it's, like, in a corner office and they perform. It's really cool. They did that song, and yeah. they had, like, a orchestra come in, which is very important for the Luke Cage theme, so that was really so, cool. Anyways, it, it, fun YouTube thing to look at later. Also, if you're a big fan of the Power Man Iron Fist run from uh, a couple years back, like I am, a couple of the supporting characters from that that are like obscure classic Luke Cage characters like Prawn and Cockroach show up this season and they are great in their, in their awfulness, which is something I like about this show is that there's people are, are complex. Like even at your work, Mariah as a character is, is probably the most toxic person on any of these shows. Oh yeah. But you still understand her as a person. Like somebody makes the point, like she really did love Harlem, and it's just like it's true. It's just she's not good at love. She's just that's her love is toxic. Mm-hmm. But but as 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 what she was capable of love, like she did love Harlem. You know what I mean? In the scene that we're vaguely mentioning, like you get it. She basically explains how she is the way that she is. Yeah. But she also doesn't blame someone for it. She just explains it, no. and this, this is how she dealt with it, which yeah. is really, it's kind of refreshing, too, because you do get kind of tired of people, like, you know, blaming others for yeah. how they are. She doesn't. She says that, like, uh, this is what happened, and this is how I dealt with it. Like, no. and you're right, she does, she loves Harlem in a, an awful way, yeah. and it's just an awful, she's, awful way. She's not a good person. The show doesn't try to paint her as a good person, but it does paint her as a person. Which is important. Which is all these people, like like characters like Piranha and Cockroach, like they're not they're not good people, mm-hmm. but but they're engaging characters on the show. You know what I mean? And like, a lot of Marvel characters or villains that have been praised recently, like Killmonger and Thanos yeah. specifically, they do monstrous things, but they're also you see the hu- the humanity in them. Yeah. Thanos, I think they did the most legwork with because also when, he's a big purple dude, so you have to you have to <laughs> yeah. like and having him pout for a second, you're like, oh. Yeah, I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. I've pouted. Um, I'm trying to think if I, there's anything else. Oh, I, I've mentioned this before, so I'm trying to make sure I don't repeat myself uh, across shows. But um, this season did a good job of doing the classic trope of care, uh, the villain, the hero. You're not so different, you and I. You yeah. know, they which do, is dumb. They do say that. They do. I was <laughs> bummed when they do say. Yeah. It's like the second to last episode. I'm bummed that they did say it. But for the most part, during the season, yeah. they show it without saying it, yes. and that, and they do it in a way where you're like, ah, Luke, you're dumb. Why are you doing that, buddy? And then um, you see Mariah. It's like ah, you're almost, almost a good person. Or shades. You're like you're almost a good person, and then no. you do something where you're like, ah, no. I'm rooting for you. I shouldn't yeah. be rooting for you, but I'm rooting for you, and you let me down. But also, I'm going to keep watching to of, see how much you bungle it. Of well, we can get that in spoilers. I won't. I won't spoil that. But also, I think this for me, what I would like to see in these shows, mm-hmm. the way it uses its continuity and its connection to the rest of the MCU, I would like to see more of that. It does a really good job of like not like shoehorning in characters, but natural ways of including references to or other or other supporting characters from other shows. Mm-hmm. And it's like you've got 13 episodes. Use that. Show. Like, like fill 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 those episodes with fleshing out Luke's world, and part of that world includes characters that I'll mention in the spoiler part of the review. Mm-hmm. It, the, even like bigger ones like Iron Fist, but then ones I just didn't expect that 
factor into like a whole episode. You know I what I mean? I feel like this isn't spoilers, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Uh, there is a way that they used Danny's background, uh, specifically Rand, yeah. in a way that made sense. It was yeah. like someone would call something up so they could go somewhere, and it was like that was cool. That it, was it, reminded, it was smart too. It reminded me a lot of the um, uh, of the CW shows, which I feel like for the most part do a really good job of uh, referencing. The re- uh, people that are other parts of their reality, you know what I mean? They were like, like "Yeah, Cisco built us a new lair." It's like, when what? That, the most <laughs> so egregious, cool. the most egregious one of that for me was when uh, it was this season in Arrow when the bad guys trying to escape, and it's like, "Oh yeah," they show a red flash, and like, Barry just grabbed him for us, like. Why don't you use that more often? Like, yeah. why if it, you can just call him and he'll grab somebody for Wouldn't you? Like, it, oh, we'll talk about that later because I forget that I don't remember. Arrow it was very when well. um, uh, there was a whole episode that we both just didn't watch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his fa- the the bad uh, the bad guy from Lost? Oh, Caden. Caden, he's trying to escape. Classic. And it's like there's a bomb, and if he gets out of town, yes. and then Red Blur and Flash grab him for us. <laughs> you can just do that. Hold on. <laughs> Anyway, borrow Wally. So, oh my God, I'm tight. Uh, uh, <laughs> Favorite character before we get into spoilers. Yes. Uh, who what would you say? Actually, I know your answer. I know what it is. What is it? Piranha. Piranha is your favorite. No, my my, this is my favorite new character. Probably Bushmaster. Actually, my favorite. My favorite character overall is Shades. I get yeah yeah like he's he is I don't think he's the he's definitely not the most important villain in in these Netflix shows, and I still think best is is. Uh, Kilgrave, just yeah. because he's just that combination of charisma and also the the probably the biggest threat any of them have ever faced. Mm-hmm. All that shit. My favorite, like if you did a spinoff series of Shades, I feel like he could be the protagonist of his own show. I'm so surprised of how negative fans respond to him. It doesn't actually make a lot of sense to me because he's yes, the Shades are s- silly, but do you watch these shows? Like, yeah. I mean, and out of all things. That he's very grounded, and he his character is so unique to all of the any actually this genre specifically having a character that is second fiddle and he's fine like yeah. he's totally fine with not that. only not only is he you're, you're absolutely right because usually second in command is like what I would characterize as a star scream the one that's always scheming to take the boss's place and there's no shades wants to be number two yeah and in or, fact in fact his buddy calls him out on that at some point like why aren't you ever in charge and it's shades is like he, he he never articulates it mm-hmm. but he's he's just number two but also while being number two he is the most competent of all the bad guys maybe it's that he thinks he doesn't have the ambition to do the the, the bigger the bigger and bolder things or he is like a producer on a movie it's like you come up with the ideas i figure out how to make it happen and that's what there is a very pivotal moment where he's like you need to stop and let me help you now yeah and the character says no because yeah. of literally own just their own uh ego and i feel like every season ends with shades going to the main bad guy and be, being like you know if you'd listen to me if you'd done this when i said this if you did this when i said that we'd be fine yeah. and it's like yes you would and also an <laughs> important thing to also note maybe they wouldn't have He's so goddamn confident that I was like, "Why? Yeah. Of course you would listen to him." Yeah, I just, I, I, it's a, it's a unique character. Theo Rossi's performance is really cool, uh, I, and I think there's also an argument to be made. Maybe he wants to be number two because he realizes when you're number one, there's a target on your back. 100. percent Hey, if you can learn that really quick, that yeah. would be, and, and and you can hold on to that. For me, favorite character, I'm gonna love Misty no matter what she shows she's up. Great. She's got like she's got an attitude, but she's so capable and smart. And I love that the showrunner has that the the her reviewing crime scenes in her head, and she gets yeah. to stand there. It's 
it, it, it obviously costs more to just keep redoing scenes like that, but it's just it's cooler. It's a cool vision again, and that's a, that's a that's a testament to the diversity of visuals that we get mm-hmm. in Luke Cage. And she gets she goes through a lot season one and season two, and you get to see her fall or falter, but she also picks herself back up uh, by her bootstraps, and she also. Was a cool new thing yeah, this she, season. She also um, has one of my favorite fight scenes all season, which we'll get into in spoilers. She's like that jump thing. Yeah, and yeah. She, she, she's incorporated into a few action scenes. I she's, remember now what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, two of yeah. my favorite action scenes she's in. But anyway, she, Simone Missick is great. The whole cast is great. I can't think of a... And I think you pointed this out in one of our other times. There is not typically all these shows, as much as we love them, there's that one character that's like, oh, fuck, why are you here? Yeah, I can't best think example: of... Jessica Jones, season one. Rob, the the, the neighbor. Yeah. Jesus H. No, and it's it is Robin. Yeah, and it's, she's awful. And it's not to say anything about the actress. I'm sure that actress is wonderful. It's just that character, the way it was written, is the worst, and I don't understand. Whatever. Point is, typically you have that. I can't think of a of a sour note this season. I agree. Yeah. That besides moving kind of slow, and damn it, the the tease for season three Great. is so compelling. I really hope that they get greenlit quick because season two or season three of Jessica Jones got greenlit really yes. quick and they're already shooting it and it's really good. Hey, shout out to Kristen Ritter who's the her directorial debut in season Very three of Jessica Jones. Please, please, please greenlight season three as quick as possible. I'm excited to see what this, what this creative team can do, where these characters go and maybe incorporate other characters more from other shows in this, in, in Luke Cage specifically. There was a, I can just say it. They obviously can't incorporate Matt because as of Defenders, everybody thinks he's dead. I, I would, I'm hoping maybe in a season three we can kind of get him in there because I just feel like, I don't know, it's just cool seeing the other characters drop in and I feel like him and Luke would have an interesting rapport on their own. They would. Also, if Matt comes back and goes back and do his job of being a defense attorney, almost on a spoiler. I'll yeah. Try to remind me when we go into spoilers, spoilers. because I do want to mention a very cool scenario that could happen. I feel like, though, we're kind of coming to the end Yeah, of do you spoilers. want to rate it real quick? There's, there's, I think ranking it might make it a little easier. Uh, instead of instead of giving it a, a, a rating number? Let's do both. Uh, okay, so I'm thinking 13, 13 episodes, 13 out of 13. Perfect. Okay. Probably you sound like, like you had it Oh, ready. probably like 12. Uh, 12, 12.5. I really... I The negatives... Or in spoilers, so we have to get yeah. to that. Like to really, I, I'd say, I can say vaguely, Claire and Luke's relationship, the way where it ends up, is super interesting, and I think an important story to tell about where Luke has come, where he was, and where he how he got to this point. That you need people to check you. You yeah. need people. You need people to kind of help you. Like when you're kind of going all over the place, like to reel you in. But also, it's an important thing to in just in communication. Like you, everyone's got their baggage and their trauma, and that doesn't mean you can have freakouts. It's okay if you don't know how to emotionally handle it. Mm-hmm. And th- I basically, it's his reaction mm-hmm. makes sense, and you get it. But also, the consequences of that make sense too, and yeah. you need to deal with that. And kudos to the show for showing that it's like you don't get you don't get to throw tantrums and if you do there are consequences to it yeah so it's not a tantrum but it's like that's as much i can say with being spoiler free uh 12 12 12.5 for me ranking it against we're doing seasons of shows yes um uh, i think i've said this before but a top two that have been kind of tied uh prior to season two of luke cage it's been like season one luke cage uh but mainly season one of jessica jones and season one of punisher have been like kind of tied because yeah. they've been so competently directed and the stories have been so good i think though for me this is slightly better than those and it's like i'm talking 
percentage points right now, yeah. like point two. Yeah. Because Kilgrave is so great, but does get weighed down by a lot of the baggage of that season. Even though the story is really good, there is some no-nos that happen mm-hmm. in that. In Punisher, the gun control debate, it tries to tackle and bungles no. is... Just so, it's so poorly done, but yeah. the rest of the season is so well done. Yeah. It's such a cool take on veterans in America and telling that story, and also showing uh, and making a human Punisher. Yeah, it's not okay what he does, but you have to try to under you to make the character have a good show. You have to be able to understand yeah. him, and so it's it's really good. Anyway, and John Bernthal. So, yeah. but for me, this season is so competently directed, and the acting is amazing, and the writing is so good that it, it's just barely better for yeah. me. I think for me, Jessica Jones season one is still the benchmark. Mm-hmm. But I think this ties for me with Punisher season one as as the very close runners up to to that. It's so close. Yeah. There's little things here and there that aren't that either don't live up or maybe they're little. I, you know what? Honestly, I probably might have enjoyed this more than Punisher season one. So it might be Jessica Jones season one, Luke Cage Ju- season, season two. two, and then Punisher season one. That's a but those, those are all in pretty close proximity to each other. And it's so cool because it's not just a show where it's like Arrow Flash, where it's like, it, those aren't about a thing. It's yeah. like, those are just a story about a superhero. Not bad, but sometimes you want something different. And it's yeah. cool that like this is about a person of color and also focusing on a very specific neighborhood. The other one's talking, uh, you have a female superhero lead who is broken, who is yeah. trying to fix herself. And also you have a veteran who's been through more trauma than most people have ever been through and maybe what he's doing is not right which it's not but uh you still get to explore it and see the human elements of his character so i feel like we're at the end of spoiler free we're moving to spoilers so tune out if you must but please come back and listen to this when you can real quick before we go any further it's time to talk about some important dude issues Mm -hmm. all right these are issues that all of us dudes tend to deal with Okay, ladies, don't tune out because you have dudes in your life. You know, at least two dudes. At least here, us. Yeah, us. you know us. So uh, this is pertaining about us. It's important. Sixty-six percent of men lose their hair by age thirty-five. My clock is ticking. Dang it! All right. Thing is, when you start to notice the hair loss, Sam, it's probably too late. Oh, fun. <laughs> fun to think about. So if you start to notice you losing your hair, it's time to do something about it now all right why do we turn to weird solutions or or more often than not do nothing when we can turn to medicine and slash or science forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss skincare and sexual wellness for men all right these are all things that we tend to not like to talk about as dudes but it's important that we deal with them for hims.com has the solutions you need hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss they have well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair there's no waiting room no awkward doctor visits save hours by going to forhims.com. it's super easy all you have to do is answer a few quick questions which a doctor will review and products are shipped directly to your door thanks to science baldness can be optional now order now our listeners can get a trial month for hymns for just five dollars today right now while supplies last see website for full details this would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy let four hymns help you out go to fourhymns.com slash stupid that's f-o-r-h-i-m-s dot com slash stupid third time's the charm fourhymns.com slash stupid now back to the show. Are you ready to move in? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. 
Mariah's scene with Tilda, his her daughter, is um, that made me tear up. It was uh, I actually had to pause, and I'm like, okay, I guess it's a pee break now because I'm feeling stuff and I need to walk away from. Yeah, this. it's interesting because the, the way that scene plays out is, um, you know, you, you she talks about. I for a second there I was worried because she starts talking about. I think the question that that spurs the conversation is why she killed Cornell. And so uh, she talks about, starts talking about how love, much she loves Pete. And I'm like, I'm hoping they're not going to try and make what Pete did okay somehow. Mm-mm, and then, then she doubles down. She's like, I did not want it. Because I, I really like the way that scene played out in season one. Because I think it – and Luke Cage does a good job of this. It's like Cornell liked Pete because Pete was good to Cornell. Pete was not a good person. No. And Mariah got to see that. So they have conflicting views of who Pete is. And you see a little bit of that the way Tilda views Cornell. We know Cornell not a good person. But Tilda has positive memories of Cornell. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's this really complicated perspectives on stuff. And, um, yeah, and so she's explaining. We're very much on her side at the beginning of that. Because she's explaining what Pete did to her and her how she reacted to Cornell and all that stuff. And then, and then stressed just thinking th- about it. there's that Mariah turn where you, all that, all that poison that's inside of her. She directs, she doesn't, it's not even like she's being mean to Tilda. It's just because of that. I, I really don't like you. I resent you specifically. I don't love you. Which uh, is the thing that her, it's, it's she, uh, and like, she's, it's like a dagger. Yeah. It's just like, and relive and also reliving that scene and her explaining what happened in season one could have been bad. It could have yeah. been reliving that and hearing that. Like usually you'd get a wrap up at the beginning of an episode to know what, what the context of this is. But yeah. no, her saying it and there's no cuts. It's like yeah. we don't cut back to Tilda until she's done and said what she needs to say. Yeah. Not need never needs to say this yeah. to her own daughter. But like her saying that to her, it's just like Jesus, Tilda. Like Night Nightshade has nowhere near this much development in the comics, as nope. far as I could tell. She makes werewolves. Of course she does. Yeah, she makes werewolves that she controls with pheromones. By the way, side note, uh, Tilda Johnson um, was supposed to be Killmonger's girlfriend in Black Panther, mm. and they made I don't and I don't know the logistics behind this, uh, but they made a last minute change so that Luke Cage could use the character, and thank God they did because that Killmonger's girlfriend basically barely factored into that movie. Yeah. So I'm glad we got to have this because it makes Tilda a much. Uh, I mean, they set her up to be one of the villains of season three, which will. We dive more into later on. Later yeah, on, um, but but in with her relationship with Bushmaster, I think that's a good excuse to bring him back. Mm-hmm. Um, good lord, all his fight scenes are so good. My favorite fight scene in the season is uh, Bushmaster and Luke Cage teaming up. It's really oh, it's in the factory, right? Yeah, yeah. And then later, there's the one where it's literally everybody versus Bushmaster, like everybody, like because he's he's basically a human hurricane at that point. And he busts into Mariah's safe room, and it's so scary. it's Luke, uh, Misty. Uh, shades all trying to like stop Bushmaster <laughs> which is such it's such a great scene because Mariah is not dumb she no. knows that Shades is turned like yeah. turn, and is a snitch but like immediately he tries to protect her yeah because he doesn't like her he's not a good person they, neither of them are good people but they still kind of like each other maybe they don't maybe they do or he just knew to get out of that situation throwing her in front of him or I don't know like yeah. that's the thing is it's not that I the show didn't tell me it's just I don't know how he actually feels at that moment like because yeah. he still turned her in and then my other we were talking about Misty uh, one of my favorite fight scenes is when she's with Colleen which was great again uh, the characters you get call, an episode with Misty and Colleen which was great and then Foggy shows up for an episode which was a really great smart way to integrate him you also get the scene where in the fight with with colleen uh where she tries to take a swing with her arm that's not there and it's like oh 
It's great. That whole fight's great. It shows her that she's capable. And what I was mentioning in Spoiler Free is when she and Luke go to the mechanic car shop, whatever, shop shop, and uh, she, like, hops... Like past the crowbar that's going by, it's just like yeah. this. It's a very subtle thing, and like when you watch behind the scenes, it looks not that like like a big deal. But the way they shoot it, it's very cool. Um, Bushmaster's first introduction with Luke is really yeah. good because it's just a punch; it yeah. just comes out of nowhere. And, uh, and of course, it's right after Luke's world's been completely flipped upside down because Claire leaves, and so it's like Claire leaves, and then he gets laid out. But like diving into that for a second, also wanted to mention Alfred's scene uh, with Tilda is amazing, and Comanche and. Shades talking about that they were lovers. Yeah. They lovers in prison, and Shades. We don't. By the end of the season, we don't maybe know how he truly feels about Comanche. I do. Think, you get a hint. Yeah, and I do think it's kind of heartbreaking because even though you're not, Shades, it, the one part that does feel kind of obvious is that Comanche loves Shades more than Shades loves Comanche. <laughs> how how much that gap is, I think it's up for debate. But it's like it's heartbreaking for Comanche because it's like. I think it's fair to say that at that moment, Shades loved Mariah more than he loved Comanche. Yep. I think that's as much as we can Which say. is probably a bad call, Shades. Mm-hmm. It's your one bad call, Shades. Hey, he's made bad decisions before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that scene and also uh, Rosario Dawson and Luke. The A critique I have now that I can be more candid is that when he is kind of throwing hissy fits a little bit around Rosario Dawson, is that there's a reason for him acting that way. Yeah. But he's acting a little uncharacteristically rude to her specifically in the in the beginning because she is just trying to talk to him mm-hmm. and it is criticisms and he's just not listening or taking it well and instead he just kind of pouts and leaves and goes and beats up people there's reasons for it yeah. that is one of my criticisms of the show that it seems a little out of character for how much he's whining about it and it's because it comes off as whining to me even though there's a reason for him acting that yeah, way. Yeah, I think I think what we're supposed to get out of that is his his dad being back is kind of and she and it's it's we understand that his dad is a is a very sore spot for him and it's a sore spot Claire doesn't seem to want to let be. She just keeps pressing that sore spot. Uh you know what I mean and it's and it's one of those it's because she brings up her issues with her dad and it's like yeah, you have those but you can't you can't force somebody to process stuff the same way like hey this was a mistake i regret not talking to my dad well yeah but you can't force luke to at some point you're gonna have to let them process and process that himself which he does uh he does it takes most of the season and i also think uh rest in peace reggie kathy oh my god he's so good he is and so good i guess a criticism too is that they do kind of speed through luke and him kind of patching up because i think they because he passed. I don't think I, yeah. think... I think there may have been scenes near the end they could have used to kind of show that them working working it out more, but he passed, so... Yeah, I, I, the, but it's, a, it's... And again, it's another very complicated dynamic because Papa Papa Lucas mm-hmm. is not a good dude. No, we not. know that. The Diamondback is is the living evidence in Luke in Luke's... That, mo- that Luke's outburst. That's, that's evidence of Papa Lucas not being a good dude. But he's also not... He's not a super villain. Like he's 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 a complicated person. He made mistakes. He admits that he made mistakes, and he really wants to make things right with his son. Mm-hmm. The worst one, the, uh, the another another uh, uh, knife to the gut is the flashback to or or like basically you realize that Papa Lucas blamed Luke for his mom dying, which really, is not cool. It's not cool, but <laughs> not also cool. again human. He's, yeah. He he was freaking out, and you have a like you. I can't imagine what it's like to have a. A kid who would go to jail like that, and even yeah. though the kids, the kids, no, any person's going to claim that they shouldn't be in jail. Yeah. So like it's, 
he there there you saw some of his character some of his faults that he blamed him for how his mother was and like it's awful also but i do want to come back to uh rosara dawson one thing you are right with what you're saying is that like if it's a sore spot maybe don't keep poking the bear but all she did was mention it once try to go talk to dad and then come back to talk to luke it's like hey could we try figuring working this out and in in that luke's has like a million things that's going on that that are going wrong like people dying and him trying to like stop also lit on fire shot at yeah his shoulder popped out of his socket he's not doing well but also she's just trying to facilitate that maybe dealing with those things in your life could make you happier in the long run so she just tries to and with everything loose going through he reacts the totally wrong way yes he does and punches a wall and it's see and her reaction at first you're like i understand this and then when she reveals even more of her baggage from her childhood you're like yeah, Luke fucked up bad, and yeah. and the show acknowledges that he fucked up bad. Oh yeah, yeah. and but I, I, Mike Coulter, I think it's one of his best acted scenes yes. in these shows Agreed. where he's he's crying, and he's like, "We can talk about this tomorrow," and like you can see that because you we've been in relationships where people, hopefully, you do not have reactions like that, but where you you step out of line and you say something that you yeah. shouldn't have, and you're like, "We'll just talk about it tomorrow," and you're like, "If you guys have been in a relationship where you've broken up before, you're like, you know that." You fucked that up, or another person fucked that up. It's like there's some stuff that you can't, yeah, you can't fix after that. Like, or maybe it will take a lot longer to fix. Yeah. Know, regardless, it was a very well done scene, and yep. where it took Luke, I think, is the important part. Where they didn't go way out of line in their storytelling, yeah, uh, and made us like totally hate Luke or anything. It's just like he fucked up, and we're gonna have to, we will deal with that as he's dealing with that. Yeah, it's interesting because the way they where they end up with with Luke is is. Um, He's, he's a more complicated figure at the end of the season because he's not a full-on crime lord yeah. in, in that in that we don't get the impression that he's dealing drugs or selling guns but he is he's he's acting he's acting as the king he refers to himself as the king of harlem like he's acting as the uh um you know because we because because criticisms i i the him and misty scenes tend to have a rhythm of looks like i'm gonna go do this and misty's like no that'll fuck up my case and he's like cool i'm gonna go do it anyway you know what i mean he he has issues with the police which is understandable um also i i think misty's plotting the writing around misty is this season and last scene is some of the shakiest in these seasons really but but god bless simone miss it because she's so fucking good that it doesn't matter like it over it papers over that could be why i don't notice yeah Yeah. I, i for the most part like it Yes, if a lesser actor was doing it. Because it's like, I'm leaving the cops, but now I'm back, and I hate the cops, but now I'm in it. And it's one of those, like, what, what's going on with Misty? I think the shakier, personally, the shakier stuff was how people were reacting when she had her arm cut off. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, everyone feels uncomfortable by it. And it's like, well, they can go ahead and go fuck themselves. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're the ones dealing with having to learn how to put on your, how to... Like wipe yourself with one arm. It make a little oh, bit I more sense if it make a little bit more sense if she was like a beat cop, and it's like our lives kind of depend on you being able to. She's a detective. Like theoretically, she shouldn't be getting. I mean, she does because it's an action show. But theoretically, as a detective, she shouldn't be getting in shootouts and shit. You mm. know what I mean? Maybe if she was a beat cop, the the concern would have made a little more sense. I think because it's like, hey, but they do move past that pretty quick. And I don't mind the arm, by the way. Like I know you, you, you have your 
Yeah, well, I mean, it. It, 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 props to them. They didn't do what I thought they were going to do, where it was like full-on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like she's able to shoot projectiles out of it and rip doors off and shit. But it does... Like it, that wouldn't be cool. It, it, no, I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool. I'm saying these shows try to be a little more grounded. And, and, and after we just fought a dragon under the city, maybe a super robot arm is a bit much. I will say uh, it's, 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 it's obviously just a way to cover up her arm because she's doing like spin moves with a basketball and she's like she's like, handling like, her gun and it's like she's like spinning a spoon between her fingers yeah, yeah. i would have at least said like hey p- pull your gun with your left hand like do like i know it's a struggle but that's the point like because even people that get prosthetics it's not suddenly but it's a rand prosthetic danny designed it himself and it looks cool it does, it does look you, get, cool. you get the elements of the gold from the comics and the yeah. silver from the comics is you get everything you want yeah. uh, and it does look cool like for the most it does like it for how they make it work it does yeah. like for like wide shots and even some close up ones it's like that looks cool yeah but where luke where luke ends up with with he's Sorry, kind yeah. of like mm-hmm. yeah when he's he's kind of uh it's it's just an interesting place to to put that character in, and it tracks with cuz i think you and i had a similar reaction where it's like you get the impression, the show very much gives you the impression that this is not the best move for Luke. Story-wise, it might be, it might be fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah. but for the character, probably not the best move. But you're also left with, I don't, what else do you do? Because they're definitely, if you don't do, somebody's going to replace Mariah. We've seen it on all these shows. Somebody's going to replace Mar- Mariah. So are you just going to keep playing whack-a-mole with that shit? Yeah. Or are you going to take charge? And I think that's where the writer's room got. It's like, do we really... And, like, they really, the, the Mariah's, like, last move of just killing off, like, just people in the street. It's like, yeah, Luke has to do something right now. He can't be late to this. Yeah. He can't just keep letting people die. He needs to make a move that, like, could actually fix this. And that's, like, it, it's scary. Yeah. It's, it's scary to see where he's going to go. Also, we saw him be a lot more ruthless in the final episode. Which was not, it made me uncomfortable. I, at first, I was, like, <laughs> when he pulled the guy's fingers back, I was, like, fingers can do that and i looked i was like oh no they can't yeah they cannot go that far back i feel yeah. like they got someone who's a little bit more flexible than me but i'm or like something yeah, or something but my fingers cannot go that far back and so. it's interesting because like it you know what this might be t- as, as a as a because i was thinking like daredevil probably does shit like that though like we've seen him break limbs and shit to get his job done but, but it's not luke so it, and that's the thing it's as as a bigger man i can attest to you are not allowed to get angry the same way other people are angry because people react differently. <laughs> uh, anyway, so like Luke's doing the same stuff as Daredevil, but again, people aren't like, "Oh, Daredevil's great in that show." Either it's like, "Hey, maybe you're a little maybe too violent for us." <laughs> I think also Daredevil has Matt. Daredevil no. has a thing that he can go to where he doesn't isn't that's true anymore. It Luke is Luke for Luke forever. But no. also that's uh it, that's where the, it also aligns that he's also a large black man. Yep. In america today so it's like they're, they're, he's gonna deal with that anyways yeah. for who he just how society is so props to the show for like taking this move like making this move and the way they tease everything for season three i'm very excited uh but uh also props like I, i'll sprinkle in some criticisms as we go along but i do want to say danny rand is the most likable he has been that doesn't mean he is perfect but he is the most enjoyable version of danny rand and iron fist we've gotten to date uh, and I think I, we have a tweet related to that. Ooh, hold on. Hold I also on. have some Reddit. So you guys did a Reddit thread, and it's very in depth. So I'm excited to dive into those uh, thoughts as well. The lovely Terry Fournier uh, is is Watching just live. Is it just me, or is Danny Rand getting better with every appearance he does, or is it because we only got a small amount of him? 
Yes, and I think both. Uh, I think they they really were able to kind of shoe like just kind of shove all the good aspects of Danny into one episode where yeah. it's like I don't find when he mentions kung fu and where like where he is raised annoying. I don't find that annoying or as annoying yeah. or, or just palatable. And his actions better. It's not perfect, but for me, I, when I was watching, I was like, either he's been doing lessons every day, yeah. or they finally found a stunt guy that does look like him. Maybe the haircut helped. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, also, I I'll love read two of my favorite parts of that episode. Patty cake mm-hmm. was amazing, and but, also we got. A, I think this is the closest thing we've gotten to a fastball special in, in anything. anything, which is crazy. Was there one in Last Stand? Because Colossus and Wolverine are both in Last Stand. Was there one in Last Stand? I don't think so. It's crazy. I think Beast... No, Beast jumps. He doesn't get thrown, okay. though. But uh, Pussy Money and Weed agrees with you. <laughs> Patty Cake is all I have to say. Yeah. Patty Cake was amazing. Uh, uh, Danny2099, uh, what was your favorite cameo or surprise? Speaking of Danny Rand and cameo. Surprise. Colleen Wing showing up was really cool. Foggy's episode was really good. Yeah. Foggy and Luke have a good rapport, which is it, cool. It, which is awesome. Which, again, that was a moment where I was like, shit, if Matt was alive, Matt could be his lawyer, and that would be Actually, amazing. now that we're in spoilers, because now I remember this. Yeah. Uh, if he comes back and he's a defense attorney, yeah. he would definitely... And since Luke is taking this position now, I don't know if Luke and Matt would be on the same side of the law if they had to go to court right mm-hmm. now because he is running whatever the capacity of him running whatever he's doing now. Yeah. It could go up against what Matt is doing. Iron Fist, Danny shows up specifically because Claire asks him to check on him because everybody's worried about Luke. And I feel like that would be even more so this coming season. I feel like the way characters, it bums me out that we haven't announced like a defender season two because i feel like the way the other characters would interact with luke in this position would be super interesting Mm -hmm. i also want to say uh it does help iron fist looked a lot better when you had uh luke's fanboy blinking on the characters Uh, dw dw uh thinking he's the coolest fucking thing ever it makes it allows the audience to know like hey it's okay if you enjoy danny because he's not clearly he's not having tantrums anymore and having doing the shaky they even mentioned like hey you seem a lot calmer he's like yeah yeah (laughs) and he's like i'm not running day to day anymore i'm just kind of i'm more of like a face i'm like yes because that's how it would work if you had stake in the company you do not need to be making decisions on the behalf of Rand because you do not have a business it does give me hope for season two i'm hoping that these are specifically decisions that are meant to kind of like set up what season two looks like for iron fist Mm -hmm. that that hopefully danny's newfound confidence will reflect a newfound confidence in the show i am hoping that as well also misty is planning to show up in that season as yes. well and, and luke shows up too yeah and her and her and colleen's ep- interaction was one of them. that was episode three episode three is one of the best episodes of the season I so think. cool so so cool uh did want to mention really quick ding, 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 ding. favorite cameo or favorite scene what was it what was the question it was a uh, favorite cameo or surprise surprise would be shade's backstory i didn't think i was going to learn more about you know shades. What? yeah i think that's the uh, because Saying Mariah's it's so funny when we were, because we were watching it for a stream, and I made a joke when they were like, "Yeah, we were in prison and we cared about each other." And I was like, "And now, kid?" And then you find out like, "Oh no, they, yeah, they did." Like, smooched, a, yeah, and smooched and smooched. Well, we don't know that they smooched. They probably did. They could have done it without smooching, no. but it was cool. Also, smooching is important though. Uh, it's for intimacy and you no, know, just anything, uh, and also friends. Uh, but <laughs> they, um, uh, I did like that the actor who played Comanche was in season one in that He's flashback really episode. He is re- it's surprising, like that yeah. they just kind of like held on to him until later on. Yeah, she got a cool look too. Uh, my favorite surprise is when Squabbles turned out to be the big bad of it. <laughs> my Squabbles favorite from season one. Actually, Piranha is a good surprise because he a surprise. You know what? He could have been a therapist. I'm could have been really bummed that Piranha. 
Piranha and Cockroach got killed. Not as bummed with Cockroach because he beat his wife so he can go fuck himself. Uh, but but they, they are of the tradition, the Turk tradition of endearing scumbags. Like, you... You don't like them as people, but as characters. Oh, I do want to say it is kind of funny that, that or I uh, like the whatever the the work they did to have cockroach die by his head getting cut off because like, the mm-hmm. superstition about or no that's the myth about yeah. cockroaches getting their head cut off. It's very violent when it happens. Yeah. Uh, also, I do like Misty's story there, where it's like, is she scarf yes. or not? That was really interesting. We, you and I were both severely concerned the show was going to bungle that. Yeah, and, but they did Misty do something not great. No, they just throw in a curveball. They then, were going to legion that shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and but and also uh, Piranha that this is more obvious that he dies because well. They had getting cut off, but also piranhas eating them. Where which did they, they get the prana? I anyway. have no idea. <laughs> Jamaica's slightly closer to South America than us, so maybe it was. I don't know. The shipping costs were cheaper. Sam, hold on one second. Did you know that wedding season is upon us? Oh, crap. Oh, <laughs> oh no, Whoa. it's here. Roxy can attest to that. Our co-host on Super TV because she's been going to all of the weddings. I believe it's her number nine That's this weekend. Nuts. She needs to tell her friends to cool it. She's tired. Listen, if you're one of the ones going to one of these nine weddings that Roxy is going to, all right, you're going to be doing it big and going all out for these weddings. You want to go there in style when you're bringing a date. You want to look fresh. But also, you want it to be convenient. That's where theblacktux.com comes in. The Black Tux has awesome suits and tuxedos in all kinds of styles, and you rent them online. The Black Tux offers the kinds of suits and tuxedo styles that would normally be wildly expensive to buy, but you might only wear once. I have a tux. You know how many times I've worn that tux? Once? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, that is, that is correct. Ooh, I was stressed. Yeah, that was the correct amount of times. Also, we're growing boys. Yeah, we grow man. out of them so fast. Exactly. For example, you could get the Emerald Shawl Tuxedo. Ooh, baby. It's funky. It's cool. But how many times are you going to wear an emerald green tuxedo? With the Black Tux, you can do you and blow it out of the park for your one-time event. So try out a new look. Do something different and take your style to the next level. With the Black Tux, free home try-on, you can see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before the event. You want to be working for your working on your events hey, ahead of time. You we know feel what I mean? nervous, too, about like, oh, no, the pays go fit. We don't like when we have to, you know, if we can't wear a belt with it because we have them too tight. Exactly. Try them on. They're comfy. Also, don't judge me if I own a green tuxedo. It sounds great. <laughs> I might wear it once and then buy it from you guys. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event which is great if anything is less than perfect the black tux will send you a replacement right away and remember how simple returns are wear it turn heads then send it back three days after your event shipping is free both ways well, thank you love that free shipping stand out at your event for the right reasons with the black tux and you guys are ready for a deal all right get out your pens papers and write this down you can get twenty dollars off of your purchase when you visit the black slash stupid that's the black tux.com slash stupid for twenty dollars off of your purchase. The black tux premium rental suits and tuxedos delivered. Now back to the show. Uh Iqbal asks, How badly do you want uh Heroes Fryer series now and what other heroes would you like to see get hired? I'm gonna be honest, because I'm a big fan of the I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No. Okay. Uh, I'm a big fan of Heroes for Hire. However, I think for me, this is just the right amount. They mentioned, because it just doesn't fit this version of Luke Cage. You know what I mean? Even though they, they did start doing the like the legwork of like, yeah, I'll hire me. Yeah. Well, but so. So much money. Give this, <laughs> do this. I don't need a Heroes for Hire series. Give me a couple episodes like we had this season where he's having to work for somebody and then have a Danny Luke. Every season of Iron Fist and Luke Cage have one episode where they cross over with each other. 
That's all I need. Why can't they just do Netflix Marvel movies? Like like two hours or do two parters where it's like Sherlock episodes where they're like two hours long and you do a Heroes for Hire and you have Misty and Colleen or and Daughters of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, but you can do Daughters of the Dragon later, or you could do one that introduces the other. Like you could do whatever. Like it doesn't. I, I feel like if you were to do another Defenders, doing like an even minier mini series or like a Netflix movie because Netflix makes movies four episodes. Yeah, easy peasy. Get it out of the way. Uh, I did want to read from uh, Reddit. There's some more in-depth reviews. I'm, I'm going to kind of read a couple of these. Uh, Kay Chanel writes, uh, such a stunning piece of television. Bushma- Bushmaster was fantastic. Absolutely loved his fighting style and interactions with Luke. Really enjoyed seeing them fight together. Also, great joke from BW. He's like, I don't know if he was singing or talking, but uh, whatever. I loved uh, BW's interaction with Bobby Fish, especially in episode one. Yeah. And uh, another one of those great smaller uh, two-person scenes is when Bobby Fish was leaving. Oh, Another hit to Luke. Like, mm-hmm. Luke just couldn't cast a break earlier in the season. Also, um, a lot of it of his own doing. Misty, it was fantastic. <laughs> I strive to take no bullshit the way she does. I can't wait to see how she's going to deal with Luke next season. Mariah was fantastic. Sad to see her go. Same. She was absolutely crazy, absolutely ruthless, absolutely cruel, and sometimes absolutely badass, although the scene where she burns... Uh, Anansi alive was very unsettling. Yes, and it should have been. Love shades. He needs to come back. I can't. I can't have a season without him. Agreed. One of my one of my many favorite episodes was the episode with Danny Rand. I thought it was dope to see them fighting together. Love, love, love the glowing fist punch to the hand at the end. These characters and storylines have always been mostly believable and complex, and they aren't holding back that in with that in the direction they're taking Luke's enforcement. It's understandable the way he's going about keeping a modicum, modicum, a modicum, modicum yeah. uh, of peace. And I agree with DW and wish slash want there to be another way to take care of Harlem without traveling down the slippery slope. Luke has chosen. I feel like that's season three. Is very Luke learning how to deal with that. Very well written. Thank um, you. A small critique. Um, when Mariah, uh, the 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 pun- rum punch massacre is horrifying, and it should be horrifying. I didn't need them to cut back to it like three more times. I didn't. I feel like, it. Yeah, we saw Billy get shot. In, like, hey, remember what happened the episode before? We see Billy shot in the head again. That poor girl, and it's like I didn't. And then we cut to Nancy on fire, and it lingers again. And it's like we just, you just put me through this. I don't need to. No, you now, have to. Now it's feeling exploitative. Uh, I. That was a really important moment for Mariah and Shades, and you can tell in like the way that they are dealing with it. Shades is just reacting at that point. Yeah. Like he's still making choices that are wrong. Yes. And he's murdering people, and he's that bad person for that. Yeah. But also, you can see that he's kind of like he's losing control, and yeah. he clearly doesn't like that. You get the same stuff when uh, Diamondback like goes crazy and starts shooting up uh, Harlem's Paradise last season to yeah. get to Luke and Misty and uh, Claire. I didn't want to say everybody should just listen to Shades, dude. Yeah, he's again super. Like, what if bad, he was? He's a bad person. He's on awful bad things his logic is like no i shot what was her what was her name from last season uh the candace girl, i shot candace but she was she took our money whatever he's a bad person yeah but in the show he's he's a he's a good bad guy yes he is <laughs> and also like his reasoning for that was like she took the money and then she tried to turn us in and yeah. so like and there's a logic to it it's not bad good logic. it's really it's bad logic but there is a logic yeah and it, it's better than murdering a restaurant full of people and setting a man on fire for no reason yeah and i was surprised of how long they waited for mariah to spit up blood and die like it, she could tell that yeah. like something was up also tilda was really interesting and her interactions with bushmaster were really good i did want to say uh there was something with bushman oh i love the work that they did to make bushmaster's name make sense and why he would adopt that yes it is the mo- diamondback no reason i don't remember why he goes by diamondback yeah. i don't know 
Cornell. Cottonmouth was really cool that it he, it bugs him deep down. Black Mariah that that hurts them. Yeah. But they try to turn it and make it mean something to them. And yeah. I uh, I love that Bushmaster was like a badge of honor. It yeah. was like it was they took this from me. I love that he's not dead. I love that he's not dead as well. Even though another little repetitive thing. Oh no, Bushmaster, if you take more of the nitrate, it's going to kill you. Oh no, you took it, but it didn't quite kill you. To fix you, we're going to give you more. It's like, oh jeez. And like weird magic paralysis dust. Yeah. Pocket sand. Um, (laughs) Which he never used again and feels like... No, he tried to on Luke and Luke Knocked it out it of away. his hand, yeah. Because he was like, uh-uh. No, not also, he's holding it out like a plate. Like He's like, no. yeah, Luke, see that coming from a mile away. Yeah. Just knock that away. Or blow it. Like, maybe you have strong lungs because you're Luke Cage. Why not? Yeah. Um, and I did like that while the Judas bullets didn't, don't penetrate his skin anymore. Good that they can kind of move past that. He can still lay your ass out, and you got a serious concussion during this uh, season. And I like the six-barrel gun that he shot. Yeah. That, like, that could have blown Luke away. Yeah. That, could, if he had fallen on something, like if he had fallen on something, or if he had fallen from a greater height, it probably would have done significant more damage. I was I was curious because it was almost like when the Judas Bullet scene. It was, it's almost like if you had a Superman series, like oh no, Kryptonite doesn't affect Superman anymore. It's like wait, you're giving him less vulnerabilities. Uh-huh. And I think it was just more because if you know Judas Bullets are around, Luke Cage's just hopping in front of people to stop bullets makes a little bit less. Wouldn't you be worried that, although maybe it makes him look braver, that he's like, yeah, maybe it's a Judas bullet, but I'm still going to be a human shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was an interesting, it was an interesting choice that ended up not mattering because you've got people like, like Bushmaster. And I think because Mariah brought up season one and she brought it up again in season two, the idea of poisoning Luke, which we still haven't tried. And now that it looks like Nightshade might be a villain next season. Also radiation. That would definitely mess up Luke. Also, again, they tried to put a bag over his head, and you could suffocate him. You'd have to be smarter about it than they were. It, had, it would have to be like Star Trek or yeah. vibranium. But like he could have just poked the hole in yes, the mouth. That is that. true. And also, but you get what I'm saying. He's not that guy. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. That guy was not going to write for a, a for while. For a minute, probably won't be able to pick stuff up. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know what would be really cool? Hmm. I don't think I want to get this. If Luke has to do some dealings with Kingpin. In either Daredevil season three or Luke Cage season three, because because he's dealing with the Italians, and I feel like I know in the comics Kingpin took over. He's not Italian, but he took over part of the Italians group. It's like that'd be that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of the villains interact with each other. Also, uh, I mentioned this before, but someone online did a uh, really explain uh, or uh, mentioned that Bushmaster is kind of like the Punisher in the way mm-hmm. of like he's his main goal is Mariah Stokes, and, and even though I even though it, doesn't he only kill. In the season, doesn't he only kill bad people? Not saying he's a good guy. I'm just saying comparing him to the other villains of the season. Yes, or who gets in his way. Like basically, like that's his that's his main thing. No. He yes, I think that's what his. He's not like our other villains where he's murdered civilians. He didn't m- murder Piranha to get to the fun. And Piranha was a, a dick, but he wasn't a bad. He didn't deserve to die. No, he didn't deserve to die. But he's he was, just, and he was he's such just, a cool character. Yeah, uh, he is the best. Kind of, he's the worst kind of fan, but one of the best kind of characters because he's like, yeah. "Holy shit! You do you have like all the bullets from like the Crispus Attucks yeah. attack?" And like, it's just weird all the shit he kept. And it's one of those things that you, they made it hurt. It's like you know, Prana's kind of like you, if you wanted to know Prana's an asshole, he tries to shoot Luke at a party just for fun, right? Mm-hmm. But then when he's trapped, he honestly believes believes Luke is going to get there to save him. You know what I mean? And it makes it hurt when Luke he does try. Luke tries, yeah. 
Just a little too late. That's going to happen. Also, a hero's app to track where Luke is makes total sense. Like, no. you would definitely do that for the Avengers. It's like, uh-oh. Hulk definitely yeah. just popped up in... Like, that would be a they very popular... They should make an app for Hulk. Yeah? Yeah. You definitely need it's to keep It's like tabs. a storm warning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and all... It, uh, it, it's interesting. That's a really cool aspect. And also, I like the, the fan, like the vlogger that comes into the Pops barbershop. He's like, I'm here. going to see Luke Cage. He's like, yeah. get out of here. What are yeah. you doing? And Although, I would probably definitely be that guy. I wouldn't run in there filming no, immediately. But, but I'd I, be definitely, like, I definitely don't pinder that shit. Like, Luke, you need a sidekick? I'll be your sidekick. What do you I, need me to do? I would come back often and be like, I'll get another Power Man shirt. And just kind of like... Take, I would get all of those shirts. I would take my time. Mm-hmm. Just like, Luke. And it did. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other characters i did like that they they removed the captain from last season only to bring her back and i'm like yeah, good because great. you didn't have to kill her off yes. uh, you killed off the other captain who did and, have reason and like, she did shoot that guy right or, mm, it was, no. and then shade shot him no shades shot uh, i i forget because it became like a standoff yeah I, i'm pretty sure because because there's a moment shades is like i didn't kill that captain i was like ah shades you wait actually i don't think you did you killed comanche but i think comanche shot him to cover his own tracks like, Shades walks up, and he's like, no, don't give me money. Shoot, shoot. I think that's what happened. Yeah. It, it, but also, if you said Shades shot him, and then, like, they were trying to work out how this all played it out. would be surprising. Yeah. yeah. It, it would have made sense. Um, also, cool how the gun came back. And also, you mentioned that, like, Cornell is not viewed as, like, a villain in the eyes of Tilda, which, come, which mm-hmm. again, she it, gets it, keyboard. there's a lot of cool, like, mirroring Also, an amazing characters. singer. Yes, very good. Also, shocking that they knew she was an amazing singer, and they held out on that shit till the last episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably... Or maybe they didn't know. You didn't no. need that for Tilda. You didn't no, need her sing, but, but I was. I, when they, she started singing, I was very impressed. I'm very excited when we saw Misty with her hair teased out at the end of season one. Yeah. Very cool to see Nightshade with her like pom poms. Although I wouldn't have. You wouldn't have known. No, but yeah. now, when Misty, we did, I recognized. Tilda was like, oh, like, sure. Sure. Yeah. But when you look it up, you're like, oh, yeah. cool. Also, her hair. That's a cool hairstyle. Yeah. I think we're winding down. Yeah. I think I can't think of anything else. Um, cool seeing the cameos. Lots of good action, which. Uh, it's just it's cool it's really really cool not only does this get me excited for more luke cage it's actually got me more excited for the rest of these netflix shows maggie pointed out the shades shot both people okay yeah which is cool but yeah no, no i'm very excited for punisher season two a lot of cool characters luke and punisher probably wouldn't do great together nope but i do i want to I see it yeah uh, and I don't hate Iron Fist as much after this. I'm interested. We still don't know which. We're probably going to get an, at least one more show before the end of the year. We're not. It's shocking that we don't know which. Comic Con's coming up, so they'll probably announce that soon. Iron, It'd be weird if it was Iron Fist because that's the. I feel like it should be Daredevil because that's the longest wait we've had so far. Yeah, uh, but Daredevil recently started shooting. Iron Fist has been done for a minute. Weird. Yeah, so who knows? Uh, Maybe they're working on CG work for that dragon. I don't need it. You better show the goddamn. I don't need it at this point. I don't need it, but what are you doing? Also, I like that Luke still doesn't believe him. I was like, wait, Luke. Did you look around when you fought last yeah. time? There were you were in the bones of no, something. Listen, Luke is like me. He's trying to block that out of his memory. Too bad it <laughs> happened. So we're gonna have to kind of just suck it up. All right. You know, hey, a good, a, a good uh, storyteller could bring that back in a really cool way, like yeah. how that scene from. Uh, the Hulk movie where he tried to kill himself got pulled back in a really cool way in Avengers. It yep. was a really cool moment for that character. Anywho, was winding down. Good show. Haven't watched it and you made it all the way through this. You trust us. You have not experienced the magic of this show. It's yes. re- And the music. God damn it. There's uh, one of Bob Marley's kids who performs in it. There's um, uh, 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 one of the members of Wu-Tang performs. Ghostface Killer. 
thank you yeah. uh, at a party and yeah. um who uh, has the nickname Iron Man, who has an album called mm-hmm. Iron Man, and he raps about Tony Stark, and he had a cameo in the first Iron Man movie that got cut because it was when they were when they went to Dubai for a party, and they're like, ah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make sense. But I did want to mention, ding 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 ding. We better get another Marvel person in one of these shows. God dang it, I want someone to show up, please and thank you. I don't know who, but I would like somebody to yep. show up. Come on, Spider Man, <laughs> get a mention of him at, yep. at least mention him. Yeah, please. Please, please thank, thank you. you. So we both enjoyed this season. Um, please go to uh, onlystupidanswers.com for more updates. Follow us on social media. We've got very exciting things coming very soon. Monday, when this is up, you can just mosey on over to Instagram and Twitter at onlystupidanswers on Instagram at onlystupidanswers. You ain't got the vowels from stupid. On Twitter, and there's a, a video that you should watch. Yes. It's important. Don't forget, chaostheorycomic.com. And you can follow me at DJ Talks Trash everywhere that matters you can follow at Sam Basher everywhere that matters for updates on dumb stuff I do <laughs> it's fun but also only stupidanswers.com for everywhere to listen everywhere to follow us make sure you hit up that reddit community reddit.com slash r slash only stupid answers because you guys have fun conversations there that I like to poke into keep my two cents bug you guys with it's fun also patreon.com slash only stupid answers because there's uh, bonus episodes there's a new bonus content show that's coming out since super tv is winding down go yeah. check out the final episode where we talk about um our, our the shows this season all there's, the super tv shows there's big old teases for what's coming up oh yes and we have a new project launching soon we can say that yes and announcements probably next week. Yes. Uh, more more details coming next week. Yes. I think that's it. Same. Also, merch. Go buy it. Love you. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. And, uh, you know, stay hydrated. Yes. Go for a walk. Uh, it'll help you. And meditating uh, will boost gamma. Radiation. Ga- no, gamma, <laughs> gamma uh, brainwaves. Nailed it. Uh, and that'll increase your happiness. You can do that with meditation and eating chocolate. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Two dads say bye-bye.